We have the leopard gecko in the office in Red Bank. You now. do? Yeah, my brother's leopard gecko. Oh. And, yeah, because my grandmother cannot have it in the house. She has a fear of reptiles. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it, it, she claims when she was little and she lived in Portugal, uh, someone put a Komodo dragon mm. on her. It was probably, like, a water monitor or something, like a, like a small, like, you know, lizard. Yeah. That some, like, guy had me, like, put at her. But ever since then, she's scared of snakes. Any, any kind of reptile, absolutely terrified of it. Like, just completely. When, when we were little, the, like, classic trip was, like, you know, the little rubber snakes? Yeah. Get those and, like, put them in drawers, place them around the house. Hi, so you were torture your grandmother. Just a little bit. You're a really good grandson. And now the, the poor woman only has grandsons, real, right? Only grandsons, yeah. Well, Jeez, that's a strong boy gene going on in that lineage. Best basketball team, best football team. Got to be. The holidays must be like. Don't come out the Naracos. You're like the you're like the Kennedys. You're like the Portuguese Kennedys. Yeah, there you are. There you go. It's just all sports, all competition, all the time. A whole lot of it. So yeah. why do I think like you'll just eventually have boys too? I want two girls. And Josh will have all boys. Josh will probably have all guys. Yeah, but you you got you kind of got the strong guy gene going there. Deanna's family has really small, or sorry, really small, really strong girl genes. Like only girls in her side of the family. There's like two boys. In the okay, well, we do understand that it's the man who's in we, charge. She's of this, told me this. Uh, yes, yeah, but like yeah. I want to believe. I'm allowed to hope and dream. You can. I can't believe you want girls. Yeah, I want two. Really? Yeah, that's my dream. Wow, I'm mm-hmm. impressed. But I'm not one of those people that's like, I have to have this. I don't like those people that are like, I my life is going to be, I am going to have two girls and one boy. And at this age, we are going to have this child. And at this age, we're going to like, whatever God gives you, just go with it. If I get three boys and a girl by the time I'm 65, then that's what we have. <laughs by the time I'm 65. Who knows? Whatever happens, Ethan's going to be pushing, having somebody push those kids out until he's ready to retire. You know it. No, I my family wanted a girl. They yeah. made it perfectly clear to me. They would go. They wanted the girl. And I really thought, I, I really did want a girl, but I thought like maybe I'd be a better boy mom because I didn't want to be like one of these neurotic women. Um, But then once my family told me, they were like, we need a girl in the family. We need because there were two boys before her. Man, yeah. oh man! Well, like so, I told my whole family I wanted a boy because I felt bad. I'm like, well, what if it's a boy? Then nobody's going to really be excited. So I have to make everyone feel like I'm excited about it, even though I would have. I, I look now. I know no matter what what I would have had, I would have loved. Mm-hmm. But you know, when when it was a girl, I was like, oh, good. Yeah. But then my whole family thought I was disappointed. I was like, I wasn't. I actually wanted a girl. Oh, you were just saying that. I'm like, no, oh, forget it. You know, whatever. I really just wanted a healthy baby. My mom, really- my mom thought I was going to be a boy after, or I mean a girl, sorry, after Josh. Mm-hmm. She thought I was going to go girl, boy, or, or boy, girl, because that's what happened in with her, her older brother, mm-hmm. and then her younger brother was, and you know. But her brothers had a sister, whereas in your family, it's all boys. Yep, all boys. So it was all boys having all boys. Well, no, you still had your Aunt Jen. Yeah, it was. It one was my, girl. Yeah. Yeah, they threw one one of those in for good measure. Oh, so you know what? You might be able to have a girl. There so is a girl in there. I forgot about that. Buried. And it's like my on, – on my grandmother's side, 
like there's lots of girls. Mm-hmm. Like they have lots of girls. I only have like one or two cousins that right. are boys from that side of the family. Right. One cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else I know is like a is, is a girl. All my aunts and like extended family from my grandmother's side, like my very Portuguese side of the family. Right. All like mostly girls that I can can think of. Oh wow! Yeah, you're telling me more than I've ever known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. Well, that's what that's what mostly, but I kind of again whatever I get. So that's all I care about. I always say you're such a good kid. Thank you. You really are. Thank you. So now that we've been talking this whole time, nobody knows who I'm talking to. I'm here every single episode. What do you mean? They don't yes, know who but I, I am? No, they don't know that I'm talking to you this time. And why am I talking to you this time? Because my guest bailed out on me because of the weather, I guess. Because the weather is bad here in New Jersey everywhere. So I came into the studio and I was like, oh, I'll probably just try to talk about the holidays, but I don't really know what I'm going to say. And Ethan said, well, we always have a good conversation, so let's do it. My favorite conversations were when we worked, me and Maureen, um, You've known me since I was a baby, since oh I was a little one. Well, since you were, at least since you were in... Elementary school. Yeah, maybe your last year of elementary school. Yeah. No, you you met my father in B&I. I did. Like, like... What year did like like when he joined? I don't even know. I was gonna say you don't have to remember. He was the in there before year. me. He was in before you. Yeah. Okay. So that's all I care about. So he he was in before you. Do you know how long or like? I actually don't. I think if I had stayed in real estate, I'd probably be a real estate agent. Was he president when you were? N- no, when you he joined? was. No, he was president, and then a couple of other people were president. Yeah. No, he was president before I was president. And, okay. And then I. You know, I guess a couple other people were president, and then... Because I remember when I was in elementary school, him having the president badge. Okay, like, so hanging. he didn't... No, he didn't have that when I was there. Okay. He so had it, it after I like was there. End of, end of end of elementary school. Yeah, yeah, into middle school, because that's... Isn't that when you started fencing? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so when that's I in, when I knew when I him, because you were fencing. Yep, that was when I was in middle school, yeah. Yeah. So... So, yeah, I guess I know you because then, not through B&I, but then I started waitressing for your mom and your dad mm-hmm. for their business. And that's really when I met you and Josh. Yeah, because we were. And you slow. were. You were young and you wouldn't pick your head up from the phone or whatever it was at the time. You were constantly playing your video games. Yeah, well, because I didn't want to be there. And you just were not talking to anyone. Didn't want to be there. And there I am, a full-grown woman going, God, this kid doesn't really like me. He doesn't even, like, barely. Mm. But, yeah, then I realized, oh, he's in middle school. It's that time of his life. And then, as fate would have it, I would come back around and end up working with your mom in a different company. Yeah, with me as well. With you as well. I was also there. (laughs) Oh, what what an adventure that was. What what was it, a year for me? I don't know. How, How long did you work there? It was about a year. About a year. I don't, so it wasn't it was a even year, a year. A year and a half for me total. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was about eight months for me. This. Do we want to name the company? I don't know that we want to do that to your mom. I won't. We well, won't. I mean, she's not really part of that company. She was part of the other company. But no, we probably shouldn't do that because but you this, never know. This, anyway, we, you know. And we never know what I'm going to say and then I'll regret it. Exactly. Like, right. We don't need to worry about it right now. Yeah, we don't. Mm-mm. But we would just, you know. Every day. It was most most days of the week, you know, yep. in the office together. Yep. And 
you know, very small office. Very small. It was just a just an experience. It was an experience, but we had fun. We did have fun. And I think the best conversations we had were when the weather was too bad or the trains were running late. Yeah. And you had to give me a ride home on thirty five. Yeah. We would talk music, we would talk girls, we would talk everything. Eventually we started talking about how we met and then, you know, all that and Mm -hmm. all that other stuff we would talk about. We would talk about the inception of this podcast. Yes, how I wanted to do this podcast. And then how I would... Crazy. Yep. It's crazy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Then I started doing the podcast and introduced you to Ming and now you're the person who does it all the time for me. I'm here at a shared universe. A shared universe. Every week. Every week. I should universe in Bellworks. You edit for me. You record for me. So, and I, t- I always tell you, it's like you're my you're my son from another life. Always. 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 I know that I make your mom jealous, but she knows what I mean, and I'm sure she'll love that. She is so funny. We were in the office today, and we are getting a little frustrated because she's my mom. And she goes, listen, you need to explain this to me like I'm not your mother. Imagine I'm Maureen. <laughs> and I just, I stopped for a second, and I was like, okay. I'm sorry. Because I like, I had gotten like out of like, yeah, she's my mom. I was like, if this was Maureen, I was explaining this to Maureen, I would not be yelling at her right now. Oh my God. No, the two of you were, and we should tell everyone, your mom has a beautiful British accent. I don't hear it. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't oh, hear it. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. But uh, yes, it would always be Ethan. Ethan. Yep. E. There was e. A... I'm like, you sound like a bird. Stop. I need like a buzzer, you know, for my that would just appear on my desk. I could walk over to the office to get get to her desk and oh, what? Yeah. But I think it, it taught us a it taught me a lot. It taught you a lot about me, I think. Oh, it did. It did. And you know, being a girl mom, I've loved being a girl mom, even though I always say Kayla is not. A typical, stereotypical girl. She was always more a tomboy. She is very um, opinionate. Like, she's not afraid to give her opinion or to talk about the things that she knows. But um, it's still different than, like, talking to a boy, talking to a young man. It's uh, it's kind of a, a whole different dynamic. And um, And the advice that, like, from my perspective, the advice I get from you compared to the advice I get from my mom, because my mom has been a mother to my brother, who is yeah. who is a basket case. Um, <laughs> Don't listen to him. Josh is a doll. I'm kidding. He's the best. Josh is just a little more ADD than you. That's all. Just, he, he's, just you a, know, he's a little more everything than me, I think. I, I, I think, I don't, yeah, see, I don't know. Like, I think you're the perfect combination of both your mom and your dad. I think Josh... I think if it's if it's possible, I think he has more of both. I don't I don't know if that's even possible, but like he has Yeah, yeah, now that I'm thinking of it, you're both very much a combination of your parents. You in, are in different ways. Different yes, and we we parts. all know the way that I keep telling you you're like your father. I I walked into so I was helping him out mm-hmm. as we spiral off in different conversations, but I was helping him out um yesterday. And I walked into the kitchen. Um, he had just left the kitchen going down to Jersey City to do a job. Uh-huh. Uh, my father does catering just to yeah. preface for the Give it a plug. You can give it a plug. Culinary Classics. Yes. Uh, JerseyCatering.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There we go. Um, and uh, so he had, you know, le- 
left for, for Jersey City to go and do this job, and me and my brother were driving there to go and do simple two deliveries. We were going to be done by, like, 2 o'clock. We got there at, like, 12 o'clock, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I walk in, and I go, yo! And they turn around. Everyone was in there working, turns around, and the guy goes, Dave? And they thought it, I was my father. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? and they go, and they all freaked out because they thought I was my dad. And, and none of them was working now. They ever, no, there's nothing to do. We, you know, we, me and my brother had to leave in like 45 minutes, you know. But like, we get there, they, they, they thought my dad had forgotten something, so they freaked out. They all turned around and they're like, huh? And they're like, oh my God, we thought you were your dad. And I, I didn't hear it at all, like, but I've heard it multiple times since like, I don't know, the past like two, three years. Well, because, more more, I so to make, to make it a little bit more visual for people, Josh looks just like your mother. Mm-hmm. Blonde hair. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. I mean, literally, right down like to the mouth structure, everything. There's no way you don't see Josh and your mom walking together and know their mother and son. You, on the other hand, look just like your dad. Dark hair, dark eyes. You sound like him the most. So it's it's crazy. Like if you were walking with your mom, I don't think anybody would assume you were her son. And vice versa. So I can imagine you walking in and just saying one thing. And then if you're not looking, if you're just seeing like a quick, like, oh, that's Dave. No. Yeah. I definitely got my father's like hair genes because we were were Polish Hungarian. Yeah. And we have like red, like, beards yeah and I, I was looking in the mirror the other day and i my entire childhood before my father you know started to started to gray mm-hmm. um he, his beard was like you know like almost ginger like you know yeah entire head of hair was like you know brown or almost black mm-hmm. but then the beard is completely ginger and i looked in the mirror the other day and i was like my my beard red what the, I thought that I what the heck is my, going on uh, here my, my mother cuts my hair yes wonderful hairdresser she um, is and uh so she, uh, she's you know, trims my beard up, and she's, you know, she's talking about, she's like, you know, your beard's got a lot of red in it. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't, Dad. She's like, yeah, it's your Polish-Hungarian. I'm like, what? Here we go. Yeah, so there's that. So you're real Portuguese on top, and you're Polish-Hungarian on the bottom of the face. Yeah, I guess so. But the way that I tell you you're most like your dad is, hello? Oh, my charm. Yes. Ethan is 20, and... Don't say that's weird. Oh, sounds weird. No, it doesn't. I don't like that. No, oh, don't. No, see, because you're, you're thinking too much about it. Ethan is 20, and let's face it. There are some days I come in here, and you can just tell. I am, like, running late. You know, I'm just, like, through whatever I could, try to throw my, try to do. But there are some days I come in here, and I am looking really tired, <laughs> Really like, okay, and it doesn't show in my voice, but it absolutely shows in my face. And no matter how bad I come in here looking, and honestly, being recorded, videoed, it's merciless. It just is. Like, I really wish I had known more about makeup and paid better attention because I can't afford to have someone do my makeup every time. But no matter how bad I look, whether I'm losing weight, whether I'm gaining weight, whether I'm well-rested, whether I'm exhausted, whether I have the false eyelashes on or not, Ethan will always at some point say, no, you look great. Because you do look great. You are so full of crap. That's, it's not true. It it's is true. really not true. If you came in and you like, if you came in and you were, it was, 
if you came in and it, like, from a business standpoint, I was like, Maureen, I'm not going to be able to edit like a reel for your Instagram out of this. Like, you got mascara running, like, you know. That is not what a woman means. Okay, so this is, this actually was the direction our conversation was going to go in. Um, when a woman says that she looks like crap, it doesn't mean that her makeup is running down her face. It means like she's bloated or her eyes are puffy or I look matter. like I have no eyeballs because I my eyelashes are so small. <laughs> That's what I'm or or I always love the days when I've just dyed my hair and I come in and I'm like, Ethan, can you see the line from the dye? And you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Because I'm 20 years old and I have no idea what that means. We've had those moments too. Yes, but. And you're like, no, Maureen, I can't see it. And I'm like, but I just literally dyed my hair before I got here. Can you see the line? And he's like, Maureen, there's no line. I'm teaching you a lot about women in ways that your mother wouldn't because I'm showing you all the insecurities. This is what we worry about, or this is what I worry about anyway. Yes, I mean. Which is why I say, like, you're like my son, because they become these ridiculously funny conversations. Yes. It's true, but, like, I can't, you know, there's, it's, 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 it is true, though. Like, I'm not, I'm not lying. I wouldn't lie. Well, no, you're not, I don't think that you're lying. Look, you know, you're also looking at me like, a mother, I'm not saying a mother figure, but it's like. Exactly. You're like, looking at me like, well, it's just Maureen. But like you know? my mom, like when I when we were kids, like my mom, you know, she would ask my brother. She'd be like, oh, is this one better or is this one better? We're like, we're like yeah, that one looks cooler. Or that one's better. <laughs> we always like, like she would always have like the necklaces and all the stuff that was like huge. Me and my brother would be like, that one looks cool or that one looks way better. And, and like, by the way, your mom, she's 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 very stylish. She does she'll always say she's not, but she is. Even when she's in something that she's like, Oh, the, her this and, looks terrible. I'm like Her you, and Eric go to um it's she high, always looks high awesome. point every, every year, twice a year. Mm-hmm. It's in Carolina, the it's like a they have yeah. a furniture convention goes mm-hmm. on and they go and she and like it's all designers there. It's all like high end. And Eric goes. He's got his up down moving thing on, his dicky pants on, and his yeah. shoes. And my mom's got like her whole like designer she outfit. She is she's done wearing. from head to toe. And, um, and like she's sending pictures of her and Eric, like looking at all the cool things and all the funny. This one lady had like a bird nest as a hat. Like that's what uh, these weird designers wear. Like yeah, that's the level of like crazy these like places have gotten to. But and I'm like, my mom looks like you know she. Walked out of like the like the Met Gala. She was just going out of yeah. like, it's crazy. It's so. And then she's like, "Oh no, you know, it's it's nothing." And then like my mom, like or my my girlfriend and her mom and like all her friends are like, "Your mom is like amazing." Like her British accent. She's, and, like I don't recognize half of it. Like the British accent, I can't hear. Don't hear it at all. The only time I hear it is when she's talking to her family from England. That it comes out when she's talking to her family from England. Like. A no, ton. Ethan, it's always there. It's not. But it is. She sounds so American. It's crazy. Oh, um, my God. Then I just may, then I must only hear Brooklyn when people talk because your mother absolutely has a British accent. It's probably Hello, there. Hello, love. <laughs> it's probably there, but I've heard her talk my entire life, so now I can't hear it. I mean, yeah, whenever we went, when we were little, we would go into stores, you know, we would hear every single store, like the cashier would go, are you British? Are you British? She's like, I've lived here my entire life, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then they would always go to me and my brother. Oh, it's so cool having a mom who's British. You know, she's British accent. I'm like, I don't hear it. I don't, yeah, I don't no, know it's just my mom. That's yeah, just how she talks. Just my mom. 
No, she is, um, you know, the thing about your mom that's so cool is she's effortlessly stylish. Like, she just has a knack for putting things together, and they always look very cool, and they look very, just always very stylish. She's so resourceful. Yes. She can just mix and match things and put them together, and it's like. The amount of clothes that, like, when I was little, all of my Halloween costumes were handmade. She handmade my, like, I wanted to be the Green Arrow one year. And there's no, there wasn't a Green Arrow costume. This is what, this isn't when you could go on Amazon and type in whatever costume you wanted, and you could right. Get it. And like the one Green Arrow costume we saw was like six hundred dollars. It was like a cosplay costume. She's like, I can make that. We go to Joanne's, we go to Michael's, we go to Hobby Lobby, we get all the supplies. We come home, and she's like showing me how to make the templates and everything. Got the elastic going around the thing, and I had the coolest costume out of everybody. And everyone bought their costume, and half people looked the same. Right. was like, where'd you get your costume? Where'd you get your costume? Where'd you get your costume? I'm like. My mom made it. Yeah. Like, and it, beyond it, like, all of, like, things she's, like, you know, I, I'll walk downstairs, uh, like, we live in the same house, and I'll be like, why is there a bucket in the sink that's purple? And she's like, oh, I'm just dyeing, like, my dress that I, I, I bought it from Goodwill, and I didn't like that it was this off-yellow color, so I'm making it this pink-purple color. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then, like, 15, you know, 20 minutes later, she's washing it out, and it's, you know, it looks like a, like a, brand new dress you would buy off the shelf and I'm like what the what, what? yeah she it's you know I've never paid for a haircut once in my life ever like the like my mother is the most resourceful woman that I know she is her and my grandmother like when it comes to like you know my grandmother can like look in the kitchen and be like no you can like make 18 dishes out of the three things you see in the in the, in the fridge my mom could be like no, you don't need new pants. Like, literally, I ripped my pants skateboarding one day, and I got blood all down my pants. She's like, no, no, I'll just take them, make them into shorts. You have you have shorts now. Oh, I think I remember this. Yeah, yeah, I just have shorts now. Yeah, yeah. She is very resourceful. Yep. She can. She sees something salvageable in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing is too inexpensive or not good enough. There's always a solution. Everything looks good. If she has enough time and planning, when Julia puts her always, hands on if it. If she has enough time and planning, there's always a, there's always a solution. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And that's Yeah, she's really, you know, I love your mom. I mean, we were really good buddies working together. So it's interesting listening to a young man talk about his mom like that. So do you think that your mom influenced the way your mom is will has influenced how you look at women and what you young women and what you will or what you want? See, I have to word this the the a very delicate way because you're in a relationship mm-hmm. and you've been in a relationship for a while. Mm-hmm. And you know, there are some relationships when you're young that people go, oh, well, this is going to fizzle out. And everybody says it in the beginning. Oh, well, it's their first love. And then there are some that they last long enough, and you're like, hmm, I don't know. This actually could be it. I have my nephews with his girlfriend 15 years. They're getting married in May. Wow. They met when she was 13. Wow. I know. Or 14. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm actually living that right now. But, you know, you do have Deanna. Mm-hmm. And she's lovely. She's the She's the best. She's the best. I just, I just love the way you say goodbye to each other. But um, so, do you think your mom? I, I, one hundred percent qualities. Yes, and I can like, I can back that up with not just myself, mm-hmm. but my brother, and then also like one of my best friends, Vinny. Mm-hmm. Like his mother is very similar to like my mother in right. Like, 
she's very independent, very um, resourceful, but also very just like a you know she's like she's a businesswoman, she's an entrepreneur, she's like you know, and he has that like the same kind of respect that I have for my mom. Right. He has for his mom. I think we connect on that. Right. Like we're always like we we talked about that before, and it's like I've seen it in him with the way like. He, we talk about girls right is it's like you know there's res- like ingrained respect like we've always been taught respect like the way my mom and like not just my mom but it was my, oh, my father as well but like from just like the earliest age like like a, a woman is like to be respected and like you know you hold the door you open the door like you know you pull the chair out you open the car door you like the list goes on but you, you don't do it because you know you feel like you have to you do it because you're supposed to and it's not like oh it's a like oh it's like a burden or anything mm-hmm. like i feel like people should be feel honored to be able to do that and i feel right. like you know i especially with like Deanna, i think she finds that like as like a like a real like aspect of our relationship like Every single time we're together, she does not open a door. Like, I open her car door. I open the door for her when we go into a building. Like, it's like it's just it's what we do. It's how I treat her. It's how we're like, – it's supposed to be. Right. I don't – and, you know, and she like, there's the mutual respect there. Like, if I'm carrying something, she's, like, the first one to run and open and hold the door for me. Like, it, obviously, right. like, there's the mutual respect, but it's because I can and be, so I'm going to. Mm-hmm. And that's always been, like, taught to me and, like – yeah, I think it's like my mother that's ingrained that in me from like the earliest ages to like respect women and respect like anybody, but you know, especially women. I was just gonna say that. Did you learn that from your mom or your dad? I think both. Mm-hmm. Like you think it was a combination. Working with my dad, seeing the way like he would handle like if there was a customer that would come in and it was a guy and he was like being an ass. Mm-hmm. Like like that did not care. He would handle him. Right. If it's a woman, he's like, they're like you have to be calm and you have to be considerate and you can't just snap back because like that's rude. Right. Like, if a guy comes in and he starts like mouthing you off, you have all rights and respects to you know go off and right. You know mouth them off. But like, I've never seen my dad like outright ever disrespect like mm-hmm. you know any of like his customers or anything like that. Like anybody like in public like a woman like that like that's ever been it's you know and like so I think he taught me that from a very early age as well right so yeah and Josh and and Josh yes I think it it goes hand in hand for him as well (laughs) well that's yeah that you know I don't know that most young men I could be wrong I don't know that most young men take those lessons to heart I think it's changing. Anymore? I think it's changing. Do you think it's going back to that? Yeah, because there was, there was like a period where it felt like it didn't matter or you felt like it didn't, like, didn't have to or I don't know. It wasn't. Oh, I can tell you with my generation, you know, it was, it was very, I can remember my mom saying, you know, when I was growing up, like, your generation doesn't know how to respect each other. Yeah, like. You know, that, you yell I, at each I other, you curse at each other, you you know, and we, it was I, weird. I hear that. I hear the yelling and the cursing a lot. Oh, the language you use. I think that's every generation. Every generation is gonna have their slang and their terms that they use. Like we go through, like you be you when you're when you're aging, you have the you find these freedoms. 
like you have the freedom to crawl around. Mm-hmm. You have the, fe- the freedom to talk for yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. You have the freedom to walk on two legs. Mm-hmm. You have the freedom to, you know, be away from your parents for a short period of time. You have the freedom to learn things not from your parents. You start. You have the freedom to learn things from your peers, and then you start learning the freedoms of saying things you're not supposed to say, saying things that you're not, you know, supposed to, because you're you're gaining those freedoms. And it's just natural that children are gonna, and just people as they age and they age, they're gonna get their own. With everybody gets, you know, as they age, they're allowed to do something. They're gonna, ex, you know, try and get a little bit more, do a little bit more. How late can I stay out tonight before my parents yell at me? How, you know, oh, if I drop an f bomb here or I say this here, when at some point they're gonna push that. And I think as the generations go on, it just changes as to when either they're getting those freedoms or they're trying to push those boundaries. So like, for our, for my generation. Like, very early on, I've heard curse words. And I've Which heard, is 20. I'm just reiterating that you're 20. I'm 20. Okay. So, like, when I was very young, like, like I'm talking, like, elementary school, mm-hmm. like, you know, I heard curse words. Going into middle school, like, well, yeah. curse words on the bus. Like, yeah. you know, like, it just happens. And then we hear from our parents, you know, all oh, the language you guys use, the language, like, I've heard it from my mom and, you know, my grandmother constantly. I've heard it from my grandmother. Oh, mm-hmm. The language everybody uses. Like, when I'm watching videos on my phone and people are dropping F-bombs in videos. Yeah. And she's like, the language everyone uses now. And somebody drops one on the TV and they have to bleep it out. Everybody's cursing all the time. It's just the, like, language is changing. Language is, is evolving as, like, people change, people evolve. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we use a bit more provocative words, but, like, some of the words that, like, if you look back in history, some of the words that we use now that are completely fine are, like, like they were slang term words right. in, like, you know, hundreds of years ago. Right. Completely different. And I think it's, it's just, like, stuff like that's evolving. So I think in that everybody's going to be a little different. But I'm talking about, you know, because we started <laughs> to talk about how you learned to respect women. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way when people are in a relationship? So it's one thing, like if I'm hanging out with 10 women my age, the way I talk with them privately is going to be very different than if I'm sitting with them and their husbands. Yeah, We're not going to talk about the same things or, or talk exactly the same way. And, and I don't make any bones about it. I, I can have a potty mouth. You know, I can I can drop a few things here. Don't don't you shake your head like, oh yeah, I don't. I, I was agreeing. No, I'm agreeing that like, no, with the broader look, statement. I could see you over the screen. You're just like, mm-hmm, yes, you do, Maureen. But no, I you know I own up to it. But I feel like I have some friends that don't curse. I will not curse in front of them. I will respect that because me not cursing doesn't make me uncomfortable. I don't have to curse. It's just sometimes the way that something comes out or if I'm really trying to punctuate something. But if I know that you're someone who's uncomfortable and and does not, you know, really doesn't do that, then I will not curse. And if something drops, I will say, sorry, you know, I know that you're uncomfortable with that kind of language. I don't have any ego when it comes to that. I'm wondering, does your generation when they're dealing in relationships, how does that work? Do, 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 do. That's a hard question. So like, Is it a hard question? Because you were just very, very, very definite 
about dropping F-bombs and, you know, well, I grew yeah, up with I that. Guess. Well, I this, well, I that. And now I'm asking you at a specific point in your life with a specific person in I mean, your life. Do you I don't curse argue? At- when? Do you curse when you argue? Do you... I, we make it a point to never curse at each other. We'll curse around each other broadly. Like, mm-hmm. that's part of our vocabulary. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, that's perfectly fine. But, like, we don't, like, like yeah, we argue. Yeah, obviously we argue. But, like, make it a point not to use that language. Because, like, it's... Why? I always look at, like, I would, something I would, I would never say it to my grandmother or my mother. I would mm-hmm. never say it to my girlfriend. Like... And, like, you know, I'm not going to, like, I would, like, there's, like, words I would never dream of calling her. There's, like, you know, and, like, it's, I I just think, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to, like, because she's that person. But I'll, I'll, I'll curse around her broadly, mm-hmm. perfectly fine, but calling her, like, you know, cursing at her, calling her words, like, no, never. Mm. And she feels the same way? Because it goes for girls, too. Yeah, I I believe 100%, and I would hope so, 100%. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what if it didn't? What if she was a person who... I can speak from a third person on my viewpoint of that because... Yeah. We, so we know... I'm not going to name any names. No, don't do that. But we know people that were in a relationship, and they, like... It was a bad relationship. Like they mm. were just—it was not healthy, and they just would like, at, like, there would be times where, like, you know, they would be away from the group, but close enough where they were so loud you could hear them. So you're talking about people that are your age? Yes, our okay. age in our in I, your I, age I don't, group. Yeah, in our age group. Mm-hmm. That like maybe a little younger, maybe a little older, yeah. but right in the same. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they would like they would argue and the words that they would call each other like me and Dana would look at each other and it would be like how do you like you've spent so much time with this person like right. you've invested so much like time money energy love like you know mm-hmm. into this person into this relationship and now like you're just going to say words that like you can't take back those words like there's like you you can say oh I'm sorry afterwards right but you've still said the words to them like mm-hmm. you've still said that and like we'll look at each other and we'll be like how how after that fight how after that like yeah you can fight and you can bicker but how do you get past how being do you called get, exactly how do you get really past calling word. somebody the c word how do you get past yeah. calling somebody like you know just like just abhorrent things that like. Yeah. You just shouldn't call somebody, and then you're, and whether it's emotions or whatever taking over, but they like that's like, and and like it's ha- it's obviously happening so much that that's spilling out into like social like, you know, situations, yeah, yeah, conversations, and it's just it's. How do you so? This is a really interesting conversation. See, I was going to come on and talk to myself. <laughs> Today. I told you. Uh, you did. You told me, Ethan. Um, so, so that's interesting. So, have you ever gotten so angry that you could, you know, like I've gotten so angry at, let's say, my daughter that I have just wanted to like spew it at her, but 
I, I, I'm, I'm how many years older than you? So I know to take that breath and be like, I'm, I'm never going to call my daughter this, or I'm never. Once I called her the B word, and to this day, I, I, because at that moment, that's what she was being, and it was the only way I could articulate. And the way it hit her was devastating. And I thought, oh man, like I have avoided this my whole life, and in this one moment, I just couldn't pull it back. But um, with that said, I've never, never done that again, not even jokingly or anything. So I know that I have like age and experience behind me where I can pull that back when I, when I really rage or I can walk away from someone and say, I'm just not going to be this person. Have you ever gotten so angry that you wanted to, or do you just not have, because some people just don't have an anticipation. Oh, I don't want to say antagonistic. I, but I think... Have you just like butted head so much where you just want to be like, yeah, shut yeah. the f up, like <laughs> something yeah. like? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Okay, so we, she goes to college really far away. So when, when whenever we're together, yeah, like we don't argue. Like, right. I feel like all the arguing happens kind of like because of the distance and because of because we're apart and because we're we're both so. You know, frustrated that yeah that yeah. we're apart. Yeah, and it's hard for both of us in different ways. I could see that that we're apart, mm-hmm. and that's the reason we always end up fighting. It's yeah. always some variation of the of why we're you know because you know, she's in college, she's you know two and a half hours away. It's not yeah. that far, but then when I work mm-hmm. the hours I work, then I have to you know, and she is she's an RA, so she doesn't get to take the weekends off and stuff like that. Like she would be able to right if she wasn't, and she's a double major and she has a minor. And she's taking certificates. It's just life. It's she's life. She's got her yeah. Narcan training. She's yeah. like, you know, she's doing so many things that we're both so busy mm-hmm. that I think the times we do argue, it's because we're so devoid of like actual attachment. Yeah. And then, but that gives us the freedom of let's, you know, like we're not going to talk for like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it's never like, oh, we're not talking for a week. Mm. It's like, like, you know, we don't have to FaceTime. We don't have to be on this FaceTime call for 30 minutes. Right. Like, and then in 30 minutes, like, when it gets really bad, like, we, you know, se- like, separate for just a small amount yeah. of time. Gotta and go. because we're, like, not, you know, because we're, because we're not next to each other, it gives us that barrier of being, we're in each in our own comfortable space. Right. And we get to, like, relax and de-stress mm-hmm. personally. I think that's a benefit. Like, Obviously, the, like, challenge of being in a, like, mid-distance relationship, people call it, I guess, like, like a distance relationship is the fighting because you're far apart right. because it causes hardship. But the benefit is being able to de-stress and being able to separate into your own spaces when you can. Like, if you're in a house with somebody and you can't get through, like, a, like a, like a, a fight, because you're stuck in the same room as them and you're stuck in the same, like, five-by-five five apartment as them, mm-hmm. how are you going to get, like... I think we're able to get through those kind of challenges in a better way now because we're still only, you know, three and a half years into a relationship. Right. Like, we get to go through those, like, those challenges now so that when we want to live together and we want to, you know, have a future together, we know how to handle those challenges because we've handled them, you know, previously in the past. Do you think it'll be the same though when you're in that I think it, five by five apartment? I think it'll be different, but I think we'll have a basis to like to base it off. I think it won't be like because if if your first 
you know, if, if you're like, oh, if you're in a very close relationship, you're living together, and your first couple fights, and you're blowing up at each other, and you don't have that ability to separate or anything, mm-hmm. and like, you, I think it, I think it causes more problems. I think it because if you know, I, I my thought is being able to be separated in like the beginning while it's hard you know being apart we get to learn how to be apart how to de-stress mm-hmm. apart from each other how to deal with stress from each other and so when we are living together and we are having those challenges when we're together because you know life's not perfect mm-hmm. excuse me we uh will have some basis to like base those challenges off of and go and you know be able to base that off of something instead of just like, oh, we're mad at each other and we live in the same house. Now what do we do? We've never had a fight like this before. Instead, mm-hmm. it's, oh, we've had a fight. like We need to separate a little bit. Right. You know, this is my space. That's your space. Separate, you know, do our own thing. What we what we normally do to, like, create, you know, like calm each other down, calm ourselves down so that we can both come back to, like, you know, the conversation level-headed. Well, I think the important thing, too, is that you've already at a very young age established some respect for each other mm-hmm. in that um, even when we get really, really angry with each other, we're not going to fight this way. Yeah. And, yes, when you're around each other, certainly when you get married <laughs> or even when you're just, you know, around each other fairly often, you know, sometimes all bets can be off depending on what the argument is about. But I do think that if you already have started practicing, you know, we can fight, but we're, we can never, you know, we, I have a brother, well, actually both my brothers, they have never called their wives names. They have never cursed their wives out. They, they just don't do that. And I had this conversation with my brother once and I said, how do you do that? And he said, because I just keep thinking, you know, I'll never be able to take that back. I'll never be able to take that moment. And I know that if I say this to her or if I call her this or like that's then I can never be that same husband that I was before I said it. Now I've just thrown something out there, and if something goes sideways, then she can always turn back and go, well, you know, I'm just this. And it's funny because, you know, um, I came out of an abusive relationship, and he was very verbally abusive, and that's what would happen. If we would start to fight, I would just turn away, and I would go, well, it doesn't matter really because I'm a C word, you know. So, of course, I would be this way. Like, it became the basis of what would then escalate Mm-hmm. The argument because it was I was throwing it back in his face, but you can't forget because you can't. You can never ever ever forget that. And um, you can say you forgive somebody, and you can forgive you can, it. You can, but it doesn't mean you have to forget. You can you can forgive somebody. It doesn't mean you have to forget something. And the thing that happens is as you start to argue, if you start an argument, you know, an argument can start here. You know, like on a low level. But once somebody has called you something, it already starts on a level higher. Exactly, yeah. Because you're thinking, oh, all right, well, I know what he's going to say. Oh, I know what she's going to call me. And I think I know. And it's like you go, you revert back to that one moment that shifted everything in your relationship. And I think it's kind of amazing to me that at 20 years old, 
you have already kind of figured out like and yes people can listen to this and go oh god maureen he's 19 he's 20 whatever she's in college but i also know that kids in college that are in college and are that age they they don't really know a lot about respecting each other yeah like they the, don't the situation i told you about before like i i think it, it could have like i said like it's gotten to the point where you're you're fighting so much it's spilling out right to this whenever, is like whenever, your love language is cursing each other whenever out. you get into a, like a little bit of an argument hey can you pass me the salt oh i'm eating something and they then they start right because the baseline is anger right that's and right the, there and the baseline should never be anger you're in a like a relationship the baseline should be love that's the whole point of a relationship mm-hmm. and like people have to understand that i think they don't yeah, they don't. I think a lot of people don't understand that. And they I have. can tell you I know an awful lot of adults that I know an awful, I, you know, I know a lot of adults that do. I look at those relationships and I'm like, man, you guys just, you know, I have to believe that you were meant because you're just that in sync with each other. And that doesn't mean that they don't fight. And that doesn't mean that they don't have moments where they're like, seriously, if I could choke him right now, I would. But that's the worst thing that they'll say. They'll never call him, you know, a, a really bad word. They'll never. They may argue with each other, but they don't. They don't go in for the kill. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's because people who do that are speaking from a place of previous pain. You know, where it's like it's reminding them of something, and now it's like you're not realizing you're dealing with a different person. You're just dealing from a place of pain, and or. People who don't do that have seen that kind of behavior in there and and are like, I never want to be that way. Exactly. I yeah. never want to talk that way to someone. I I never want to be that person. And so it's interesting that, you know, you're just a regular 20-year-old young man who has learned a lot of really good things from both your parents, and that's kind of how you live your life. You know, you just... Yeah. I think I... Like I've seen it as well. Like I want to, I want to bring it back a little bit. But like I've seen, I've seen it go terribly as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like how I said, like oh, we get to go through the like the like the the beginning rough part like apart. Mm-hmm. We get to learn it apart. Yeah. Like I knew somebody who him and the girl that he was seeing moved into an apartment. I think I, we talked about this briefly. Very very young Mm -hmm. and you know they instantly got into like there was problems in that relationship there was almost instantly problems yeah you know looking at one another's phones getting on their accounts getting the logins looking at the notifications oh my god that's ridiculous i don't care what age you are if you if you've got to give up your privacy to your phone you got you got have to give me this 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 i want to track you i wanted this deanna knows my instagram because i can't post on instagram i am so I'm just so lazy with posting. Like, we'll go to the city and we'll take pictures. And I'm like, you can post them. Because right. her, her, my friends on Instagram are her friends. Right. So she knows what her friends want to see. Right. So it's like she has two Instagram accounts. She has one for me and she has one for her. Right. And then it's, I just go on there and scroll. Right. Um, <laughs> other, I just scroll my Instagram. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I handle so many other Instagram accounts. I don't want to handle my own Instagram. She can handle my Instagram. It's yeah. just pictures of me and her. It's fine. <laughs> But like having to like give up your like oh I need your your login for this your Apple ID login so I get all your notifications to my email and it and it creates so much fighting and fighting and fighting that it got to the point where they got into like 
actual like combative like arguments a physical com- confrontation physical confrontation yeah. and now the she has a restraining order on him because there was some there was some kind of conflict there mm-hmm. I'm like I don't want to go into it anymore but like so young yeah and that happens to you so young because you didn't learn how to handle emotions and how to deal through in a through a relationship at that age okay but I got to ask do you think part of what of why people have problems with relationships too? This was not something that I had to deal with. And I don't know if that's good or bad. Is social media? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You know, because people but can te- technolo- slide in just, on your page. Not just social media, and- but technology. Like when you like we talked about this when you were like young and you wanted to go hang out with your friends. You had to go and hang out with your friends. Right. It was like, bye. It was <laughs> like you didn't have you didn't get to carry around the cell phone like you had the phone at home. You had the pay phone. That like, was it. You didn't get to carry around the phone. Why didn't, you, didn't you call to... me? I, I lost my quarter. <laughs> like, yeah. It, now it's like, boo, like you're texting what you're going, doing what you're like doing right now, what you're doing here. Yeah. Like it, there was a point in me and Deanna's relationship where we were texting constantly, telling each other what we're doing, where we're going. Yeah. And like. But was that mutual? It was mutual, yeah. But we were we were texting each other where we're doing what we're going, and we got we both got to a point where we're like, uh, we both were like, oh, okay, maybe we should calm down. And now we talk in the morning. We text a little bit throughout the day, like if something happens, right? You know, something goes on or whatever. There's news, whatever. Um, and then like at night, she's on RA duty. We'll Facetime because she has nothing to do. She's sitting in the office, right? Like you know, we play video games at night, whatever. But like. It's normal. That yeah. sounds normal to me, though. I'm working. Yeah, but I'm working throughout the day. But, but that's now. But like, mm-hmm. at what at one point it was like, get up, talk constantly. Yeah. Then like, if I had to go to work, it's like text while at work, and then you know stuff like that. And there's relationships that I know that are like, that's forced upon some people. Yeah. And it's because they have that access to technology. The other person is like, well, why aren't you? Right. Why aren't you? It's like because I'm busy. It's be- because I'm busy, and me and Deanna are both so busy now that we're like, we need our own time. We're so busy. Like, let's we like we have a little bit of time in the morning. Say good morning, whatever. We get a little bit of time to talk. Like, we get a little bit of time to talk. If not, I'll talk to you. Maybe if I'm like I'm on my lunch break, I'll give you mm-hmm. a call or whatnot. And then, at you know, at night we have all the time in the world to you know talk on the phone, talk on Discord, and play video games, whatever we want to do, and connect that way. We don't have to be constantly connected 24-7 on the phone. Yeah, but, okay, so I just keep playing devil's advocate here. This whole conversation is just exploding. Um, my point of view about that is when people have to constantly be in touch, when they have to constantly know where the other person is, when they have to constantly be questioning and, um, you know, being held accountable or whatever, it's because there's no trust. Exactly, yeah. So you and Deanna have trust because you've never... She has my location because I trust her. Well, and well, not only... That, okay, so like the location thing is a double-edged sword. Exactly, because yeah. Because I do people, feel like, like when you're young, you should have that location tracker on. I have, my Somebody mom has it, know, my dad yes. has it, my brother has it, Deanna yes. has it. I think that because you know... And Deanna, has so, Deanna has three of her college friends all, and they all have each other. Like it's all the very girls important. Have big, like groups with... Yes, like, I, I agree with that. Like your parents are not going to stalk you. That's why technology I is you. so important. That is, that is, that is you, a good thing so that you can stay safe. That it's a double-edged sword. It is a double-edged sword because if somebody 
has it because they don't trust you or they don't believe where you, you are. Or you trust them. You need to you need to 100% fully trust yes. everybody that has your location. Like it has to be what is – if there is an ulterior motive why somebody wants your tracking information – then that's control and that's manipulation. We had we and had that's a, distrust. We had a Life three sixty group chat for yeah. um, my friends. I had a fish when I was in like high school, like you know, early on out of high school. Mm-hmm. We had a fishing group chat, uh, and it was a like there was like four or five guys in the group chat so that we could figure out when we were fishing, when we were on streams, we were fishing around ponds, around lakes, where without texting each other, we could just be like, oh, he's there, he's there, I could walk this way, or walk that way, you know, figure out where each other are. We could mark spots in on the map and be like, right. oh, this is a good spot, this is a good spot, whatnot. But then as the group chat started to fall apart, I'm like, I don't talk to this person, I don't know who this person is, and they have my location. Yeah. Like, that's not safe. No. That's not a safe thing to do. No, it's not. Like, it's not... You you have to know who has your location and yes. why they have your location. Right. And it shouldn't be some psycho boyfriend or girlfriend. Exactly, yeah. If they're a little off the rails, they don't need to know where you are all the time. And if they insist, it's because they don't trust you or they're trying to control you. Or And I really, I, I, I think, mean. I think if. They, I think if they are, they won't. They won't insist that. They'll insist, especially that it's for your safety. Oh, I want to make sure you're safe. I want to make sure. Yeah. And but they're the, but the telltale signs that like, um, sorry, I'm like so parched talking so much. Uh, the you tell, you like, didn't come prepared. I didn't bring a water. <laughs> the the telltale sign that like I've seen in in friend groups and in situations like around me is like, yeah, they'll say it's for your safety. And then they are constantly, hey, why are you at this place? Yes. Hey, what, what's going on at this place? Hey, I saw you're here. Who are you with? Mm-hmm. Hey, you're going here? How many people are there? Right. Hey, I saw you're driving. How many people are in the car? Yeah. Hey, and it's like it, that if you see if those, if those are the signs happening around you, they're watching like what's going on. They're observing constantly yeah. what's going on because like. I've had people like in my friend group get those texts and it's ended like those relationships have ended in those like confrontational battles of being like, you know, arguing over like tracking me what I'm doing, not being like, you know, oh, not spending enough time doing this and that and that. Like it's it, it's just you have to be aware that like when people have your location, they and like when they know where you are. It's not always because they want you to be safe. Sometimes they have an ulterior motive. It's a double-edged sword. You know who has my tracking, interestingly enough? My daughter and her dad. Hmm. My ex-husband and I are on the same 360 with Kayla. And when, you know, when we when we really separated and then when we were officially divorced, she said to me, you know, do, do you want to go on your own tracker? And I said, no, I don't, you know, because we, we left, our divorce was amicable and painless and I said no I think it's important like for us to keep that family unless the person he's involved with has a problem with me knowing where he is you know I don't I don't want to become the issue in someone else's relationship but no we're a family and your family you know your your parents for the rest of your life whether you're together or not Mm -hmm. so unless your ex is the psycho and you just want your kids to have it and then maybe another family member um, no, like he's the perfect person to know where I am because he's impartial. And if my daughter calls him and says, dad, you know, mom's been at this weird location for eight hours and she hasn't moved or I can't get in touch with her and look on, you know, 
it is important. I, I talk for the Stephanie Nicole found, uh, Pars Foundation, and when we go into high schools, we tell them, like, who has their location trackers on? And a lot of kids do, but a lot of kids don't. And we tell them, do yourself a favor. Put it on, because if you disappear, I was watching, it may be the only way. I was watching a video the other day, excuse me, uh, about some of the problems, like having just two people on mm-hmm. like a location tracking, just just you and like, say just you and your best friend mm-hmm. are just tracking each other. Oh, we think that's safe. I always know where she is. She always knows where I am or whatever it is. I always know where he is. He always knows where I am. And then you two go out. Mm-hmm. Something happens to both of you. Yeah. Like, you, who knows? Who knows what happens? You and your daughter are, are going out and, right. you know, God forbid, but you're like, her father would have both exactly. of the locations. Yes. He, there, there's a third party involved there. There should always be three. Exactly. Always. Yeah. That was, it was like one of the biggest tips on, like, on the, the tracking. Yes. It's really, really important. So you and Deanna track each other. You can. I don't mean that, like, you know. Yeah, we are. We're, we stalk each other. Yeah, we have each other's <laughs> location. And she, she has my, uh, I think my, my AirPods location because I lose them all the time. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about that. Though. Don't tell them about that. I'm not going to say anything about that. We're not going to talk publicly about that. Her, her, her mom. Um, so I have a, a problem of things falling out of my pockets constantly. Like we'll be in the car and like I'll like I have like I have this pair of sweatpants that the pockets are like terrible. They're like really shallow. Yeah. And like I, wear, I have too many. I'm a guy. I have too many things in my pockets all the time. Yeah. And so like they would always like like my AirPods would always slide out of my pockets. They would always be on like the car seat. Yeah. And so for Christmas she got me a pair of pants with zippers in them because she she always told me she goes you need to put zippers on your pockets. Now, who was this, Sienna or her mother? Her mother. Okay. <laughs> that was yelling at me. So then I lost my AirPods. Like, I don't know where. And she, she was like, well, you need zippers in your pockets. So she got me zippers on my for my pants and a new pair of AirPods for my birthday. And I was oh, my like, God. Oh. She sounds like such a nice mom. She's the best. Yeah, mom's the best. Yes. No, your mom's the best. Well, they all are. I know. Because I'm kind of the best, too. Oh, you should see Deanna's father and my father. Oh, my God. Did they get along? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> too oh, well. Where too, is this going? Too well. It was Deanna's graduation party, and I'm like, we gotta go. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Dad. Yeah, but that's really good. I love, I love it. It's good, and it's good when you have a good relationship with each other mm-hmm. that your parents get along as well. You yeah. know, does your mom get along with her mom? Yeah, they haven't seen. She came her sweet sixteen. And she's on recently, and then it's been a while. She's all the way down in Red Bank, and they're all the way up in Linden. Yeah, it's that's like tough. The distance. Yeah, that's great though. Yep. That's great that um, yeah, because I don't know. I have a feeling you might be one of those couples. I have the feeling that met young, and like just kind of you go through your life together. But I also think if that is the way that it's going, and that's what happens, I think it's because it's going to be because you're not possessive of each other, mm-hmm. which is a big mistake, young. Um, people, young people, oh, my God, I sound so old, young adults make in early relationships. They just get too possessive. It's like, no, if you really, there's a song, Hold On Loosely, and the big lyric is, hold on loosely, but don't let go. And that's really, have to, that's, you know, if you cling too tightly, you're going to lose control. And it's, it's, really, it's really something that everybody should, should live by. You know, if you're in a relationship, you should. I mean, my husband and I have been together for a while, but I can honestly tell you, in our relationship, he, you know, he went to work in the morning, 
when he got there, just let me know we got sick. And I wouldn't talk to him again until the end of the day. And if, if that's how it went, or if there was something he wanted to tell me, something that funny that happened, he would call. That was just, if he was any other way, it would have driven me crazy. Like, why are you calling me 100 times a day? I don't need to talk to you 100 times a day. Nothing changed from an hour and a half ago when you called me. Like, you love me so much. Tell me when you get home 100 times you love me. You don't need to call me and tell me you love me. Or I went here, I did that. I don't care, you know. I, are you safe? That's all I care about. It's. I, I wish people could understand that that's the healthiest way to have a relationship, you know, just to get up in the morning and, and just be your own person. Be your own person, love each other. Because that's, like, you met each other as your own people. Yeah. You have to stay as your own person. You, you really, really do. You can't get too, don't get too comfortable being a couple. Right. Because, like, I there's a lot of kids nowadays, like, young kids that get into, like, relationships, like, high schoolers, middle schoolers get in relationships, and then being a couple is the thing. It's like... They're an object throughout high school. Is I that saw it? I saw when I was in high school, I see it happening like my little cousins and like their friends and stuff like that and like young kids in high school and now you see it on like social media. Now when you say your little cousins, how old? Um, Are we talking middle school? I think one of them's gonna be a freshman next year. He's always a oh, freshman. So he's now. in middle school. He's gonna be yeah, middle, we're talking like middle school and then and then you look at social media and you see like all the high schoolers mm. and like even in college, it's like being like a couple is like uh, it's like a an objective thing, and I saw it when I was in high school. That a never lot. changes. I I don't think I think that's something that that never changes. And it's, but it it's so I think it's really unhealthy to carry that throughout your entire life and just we're a couple. We're like and that you know if we're not together, we're like we don't know what to do without each other. It's like yeah, no, you like. You're both individual people, and that's what makes you strong together. If you're only strong together, then you can't, you know, what if something happens to one or the other of you? Like, you know, you both need to be individually strong to support each other and yeah. then to support any life you want to, like, have. Yeah. You just can't, you know, people have, like I said, you have to learn to be yourself. Yeah. So I think that's great. I think we should leave it at that. From the wise words of Ethan Naraka, 20 years old. Young but wise. Young but wise. Thank you very now, much. Now, this is, a, like, I, I do. I often wonder, like, what do, like, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to call you a kid. Thank you. What do kids think? Flattery. You know, I mean, my daughter's 30, so I, I, I get the insight into what 30, you know, going into your 30s and that looks like. And I have some friends that are in their 40s, so it's like, oh, I get a little bit of insight into that. And you, but, had, you had Zach on, who was 19. Zach was 19, but he was he was doing something completely out of the ordinary. But still a, the the my, like still the viewpoint of somebody. Yeah, still the viewpoint of still um yeah, still someone who was very young. But then, you know, I get curious about when young people think about everything cuz to me like the world is so different at my age from when I was your age. Some things are so different, but then some things stay the same. And I'm always trying to figure out which one, which, what's different, what's the same, what, what never really changes. And it's usually the things that aren't positive that don't change. So it's interesting to have your point of view, you know, from this direction. Well, thank you for having me on. Oh, stop it. You're right across the... So it looks like we're Zooming, but we're not. You're literally right across... You're on the other side of the room. Behind the scenes. 
She, Maureen's over there. Yeah, because and I'm over here. I tell people when they come on the show, I don't do Zooms, so I don't want anybody to know that I'm to think I'm doing a Zoom. But you're also like recording it. I am. So I do have, have to, to still. I do still have to do my job. <laughs> Make sure this recording comes out well, so we can have an episode this week. Yes, we need. Yeah, we need to. We need to do that this week. So, so then I guess we should tell everybody to have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, not a Happy New Year because we'll have one more. We'll have one more before the end of the year. Can't God, wait. I can't even believe it. And um, yeah, so thank, thank, because yeah, I was, I was gonna come on here and just talk alone. Well, you're never alone. I'm always in the studio. You're always in the studio. We may make this a monthly thing. Wise words from Ethan. We we need you talking alone, and then we need me talking with you. Two, there you go. Two two different monthly episodes. Two com- yes. This this could be well. We'll cut down on me having to find people. Although I'm I'm not at a lack of that. But <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> definitely not at a lack of people busting down the doors to get onto Unsounds of the Shame Unstoppable. I mean, I've been really lucky. People really do want to come on. It's I mean, like okay, yeah, you want to do that? That's I've, great. I've been waiting for my chance. If I'm being honest, you know. Oh, stop it. See, there we go. He's trying to be charming, ladies and gentlemen, and this is what I mean. <laughs> They're never too young to learn how to try to be charming. Um, but no, thanks for hanging with me. Thank I you. I appreciate it. And uh, Merry Christmas, everyone, and I'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye.